so um, just a bit about uh, really what to expect and some practicalities for the retreat. And I, please don't feel that you have to remember all of this because we will um, explain things as we go along. Um, so there's a, a schedule which was posted with the general retreat information and is also on the retreat notice board that you can access by the Gaia House website. And we've put in bold um, the sessions that we would really encourage you to attend or to listen back to um, if you're in a time zone where or you have something happening around you that makes it difficult to attend a session. Um, we really recognise that you, you, we're all in different situations. So, you know, just talking about locations, I happen to be living alone and it's not so difficult for me to organise my time to suit me. But some of you may be living with children or family um, and have different parameters for how you, you're going to weave this into your, into your day. We also have different states of health and energy levels, um, which may need that we mean that we need to take more rest. We may be coming from different time zones, so some sessions will be able to join live and some won't work for us. So if you take a look at the schedule and really think about how you're going to um, make best use of it. Today's schedule is a bit different from the next three days, just because it's our opening day. Um, there will we'll be going till 12 o'clock uh, midday uh, UK time this morning and then we'll have a break till the 2.30 meditation. Uh, it says on today's schedule that there's an hour of Qigong at 3.30. We won't actually do an hour of movement, we'll do about 40 minutes of movement and then a, a meditation after that. Um, and that's optional, although it's in bold on the schedule. On the notice board, I've also posted some information about the Qigong and um, some information about chanting or a, a sheet of chants that we will use um, in the last session in the evening and probably at the end of the morning sit before breakfast. And so if you want to access that and print it off at some time, that might be helpful to come to those sessions with the, the words of the chants printed off if you want to join in. Um, sessions like this will be recorded and then posted um, on the notice board afterwards so you can catch up with anything you miss. If you want to communicate with us then the way to do it is either to type into the chat box um, which you can you should still be able to chat with hosts there and um, or to send an email to info at gaiahouse.co.uk which is also in your retreat information and that will be passed on to us um, ASAP. Uh, the next, not this afternoon but the following three afternoons there are some smaller group Q&A sessions with all of us um, so that's another way that you know we'll be able to actually talk more directly to you and we'll explain more about those tomorrow. Um, so just a, a few points also about 
the etiquette of the retreat, this is all, um, there's quite a lot in the pre-retreat information that we sent you about guidelines for practice. We really welcome if you're happy to have your camera on and be visible to the community. It's really supportive to see that one's practicing with other people. It also helps us as teachers to feel a sense of connection with you and get a, a readout on reactions to some extent but also to really um, listen to your body and your own energetic needs and uh, at times you might want to go and sit in another place or lie down or um, you know practice in a way that enables you to be comfortable and doesn't uh, if you if you need to move away from your screen for for some practices then that's completely fine if you want to turn your camera off from time to time that's fine and if there's a lot of movement happening around you either other people or a pet or you need to get up and use the bathroom or something then it's helpful if you turn your camera off and then turn it back on uh, just to keep a sense of stillness together. Um, and then please just try to be here on time. And if we if we hold this space as if we were in a Dharma hall, so uh, not eating and drinking in front of the camera or during sessions, uh, if you can help it. And um, and then see for yourself. I, ho I hope that you all know how to migrate between speaker view and gallery view. You might want to vary that from time to time. So it can be helpful just to focus on the one person who's talking, but sometimes it's nice to see, see other people practicing. Um, so uh, do play with that in whatever way helps you. And if you're unfamiliar with all these Zoom controls, then at lunchtime, maybe go to the Gaia House website and there's some very good information there about how to use Zoom. So uh, let's pause and take a breath at this point. And if you have any um, practical questions about what I've said, you're welcome to type them to us using the chat box. And we'll do our best to respond in a timely manner. But I'm going to now um, just let us pause and uh, hand over to Chris, who will uh, continue with this welcoming and opening of the retreat. Thank you very much, Jaya, for, for that welcome. And just to say again, uh, a really, really warm welcome to each of you, wherever you are at this moment, uh, however you're doing at this moment, whether you feel really new to, to meditation, to retreats, or whether you're very familiar with these these practices and forms whether you feel like you have a black belt in zoom competence or whether you feel completely confused by it and not sure what to press when please just know that that you're really really welcome in this space on our retreat together the the title of the retreat as you're probably familiar is uh, 
practicing wisdom and compassion in turbulent times. And it's a title that we chose, I think, last October. And we kind of guessed that it was at least possible that in July 2020, times would feel turbulent. Um, and of course, they are. <laughs> of course, they are. And really just to kind of acknowledge at the outset all the different turbulences, all the different interacting turbulences of our time, uh, you know, social, medical, uh, ecological, climate emergency, uh, economic, uh, and also personal uh, turbulences and difficulties through which you, your family, your community, your workplace may be going right now, going through right now. And so really just to kind of acknowledge that at the outset and yeah, to say again that however you're doing in the midst of those, you're really welcome in this space. And, and our hope, our prayer is that these days may be really resourcing for you, really supportive for you in the particular uh, conditions and situations in which you find yourself at this time. Um, as many of you will be familiar, the, this practice offers a sense of reliable refuge in the midst of life's turbulences. Yeah. Reliable refuge in the midst of turbulence. And, you know, we're, we're very used, aren't we, to, to taking refuge in things that turn out not to be so reliable, like our plans for 2020 for instance, you know, and, you know, we, we're constantly taking refuge. We're kind of refuge seeking beings at some level. We look for that which will enable us to feel safe or secure or to feel like we've got a predictable, uh, controllable set of circumstances with which to deal. And, you know, the practice explicitly reminds us that uh, this is not possible. <laughs> This is not possible. And, and we're offered these refuges that are deeply and profoundly reliable, that can really be such a support to us in the midst of the changes and the turbulences in our lives. And at the start of retreats, it's very uh, kind of, traditional established practice just to recollect these refuges and to to take refuge quite consciously uh, orient our hearts and minds in these directions you know, the ref the three refuges that the tradition opens for us the 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 refuge in in buddha which is one level, the refuge, taking refuge in 
the 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 uh, example of the Buddha, the inspiration of the Buddha, the reminder of our own potential for awakening. To take refuge in Buddha is to remember our own potential to wake up, to to unbind, to find a radical freedom through through practicing in this way. To take refuge in Buddha is also to take refuge in wakefulness, in presence, in this moment's presence and wakefulness. And you may just want to kind of remind yourself of that in this moment. Just this sense of, okay, now, this moment now, this is taking refuge in Buddha. Taking refuge in Dharma is to take refuge in the teachings, these ancient, profound, much-practiced, reliable teachings of wisdom and compassion that have supported beings through good times and turbulent times. And, and to, to really open a sense of what it is to take refuge in teachings of wisdom and compassion. To take refuge in Dharma is also to take refuge in the, what the tradition calls the suchness, the, the, the way things are right now, the truth of this moment. So really to kind of have that sense of orientation to, to nowness to the truth of this moment, the teachings which describe that truth. And to take refuge in Sangha, which uh, can, can be to take refuge in community, to take refuge in uh, the sense of the countless people in the past and in the present who have been guided by these teachings with whom we can share a sense of orientation to these practices. And in a very real way, as we look on the screen right now, just you might want to just again take in the sense of, oh, Sangha over these days, community over these days, fellow travelers on this path through these turbulent times, to whatever extent that feels supportive to you, just to feel you're not alone in being interested and committed to seeking to practice wisdom and compassion. Sometimes it can feel like we're really alone because that's not what the world is oriented to. But just to feel over these days, okay, I'm not alone on this path and this is good, this is helpful, this is something I can take refuge in. Those of us who have been to retreat centers such as Guy House before will will know just what a, a reminder the shrine at the front of the meditation hall can be. Some of you will know the Guy House shrine or will have shrines that are dear to your heart and that you've kind of maybe had in your your mind uh, when you've been practicing for a while. And we'd really like to honor that uh, potential on this retreat. Um, in two particular ways. One is to encourage you, if you have a shrine 
to to kind of refresh your relationship with it if you have a shrine at home even if it's just a a statue of the buddha or of kuan yin on a shelf to refresh your relationship with it maybe you want to put a flower there or have a candle that you light there uh, when you're meditating so just to have that sense of of an orientation for your heart to the to these refuges in your home we also would like to use the shrine uh, that is actually in jaya's picture at the moment which is a shrine in her home um, and matt uh, or whoever is host right now maybe one of you could spotlight it yes great so that you have a sense of this beautiful shrine here with uh, the statue of the Buddha and the statue of Kuan Yin. Uh, Kuan Yin, the Bodhisattva, the being who embodies compassion, the perfection of wisdom and compassion uh, in the feminine form here. And the Buddha in the masculine form here, but to acknowledge that these qualities, these potentials are deeply possible for us, whatever gender we identified with. And we will use this shrine spotlit um, first thing in the morning for our sitting and also last thing in the evening when we'll do some chanting. And you might like just to have that sense of the shrine as orienting the heart towards these refuges, towards taking refuge in Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha, taking refuge in wisdom and in compassion as reliable orientations for our hearts and our lives during turbulent times. You'll see here also the three candles and we wanted just to begin the retreat uh, by using these candles as reminders of the community of practice and of uh, living beings through time. Uh, our sense of Sangha isn't just about the, the present, it also looks backwards and it looks forwards. And so in a moment, I'm just going to invite Jaya to light one of the candles for the ancestors. However, we find it helpful to imagine ancestors. That could be members of our family, kind of biological ancestors, but also just to honor our spiritual ancestors, the many spiritual influences that uh, inspire, guide our lives, and, and really to bow to them as we begin this time of retreat together. We also can have a sense of our many ancestors in human and uh, non-human in, in many forms of life. And so as Jaya lights this first candle, a sense of bowing, bowing with respect, with appreciation, with remembering to our ancestors. As we begin this time of retreat together.
honoring them, thanking them, feeling their support and our, their inspiration for our time of practice together. There is also such deep wisdom and importance in remembering the generations who are to come. The future generations of our own family, families in our own communities, but also the future generations uh, more widely of human life and of animal and plant life uh, that stretch into the distance into the future and to whom we are responsible. And maybe we now have a deepening sense of that responsibility. And so as we begin our retreat, lighting a candle for them in honoring them in dedicating our practice in some way as a gift that is of service we offer this in service to their well-being may what we practice how we orient our hearts over these days truly be of service to future generations as we practice in the midst of these turbulent times. We offer this to you. We offer this to you. So bowing, making that offering, if that feels helpful. Reconnecting. And of course, uh, between our imagining of ancestors and future generations is our world or our worlds of this present time in which there is indeed such turbulence, such suffering, such a sense of disorientation, uncertainty, confusion, and fear alongside much that is wise and compassionate. And so as we begin these days of retreat together, lighting a candle for those alive at this present time. And again, offering the benefits, the blessings of our practice over these days, offering all that we bring to this retreat in service of the worlds of this present time, those alive at this present time. We, we dedicate our practice to your well-being too, to our collective well-being and our collective awakening at this present time. And so 
we begin our retreat by creating this sacred container of refuges in Buddha, in Dharma, in Sangha, and of remembering and offering in respect to ancestors, in respect to future generations, and with deep respect for this world at this present time. And so, again, just letting these uh, reflections be as supportive as feels helpful as we go through these days. You may really want to keep refuges and the sense of offering as part of what inspires your practice over this time. And so I'll now hand over to Matt, who's going to offer some further reflections on creating the container for our practice together. Yeah, so thank you, Chris. Thank you, Jaya. Yeah, so I'd like to offer some guidelines that will be very supportive for our time here on retreat this week. These guidelines which have come to us from the traditions that inform the practices that we're going to be engaging with. Traditionally, these are known as the five training precepts. And these are a great benefit to us on retreat because they are supports for our practice. They help us align the way that we live our lives over these five days with our deepest intentions for happiness, for freedom, for liberation. And so while for some of us, the retreat container perhaps doesn't feel quite like it does if we've been on a residential retreat, I'd still like to invite you to take a moment to reflect on what each of the precepts might mean for us and our lives and the way that we hold our own retreat space in the midst of our lives. The first precept is to refrain from causing harm to living beings. And of course, this applies to ourselves, but also any other people we might encounter. And it also applies to all the animals that you might come across in your garden or on your walks. And I see this precept as helping us to consider not only our own happiness, but the happiness of others, just as we wouldn't want to be harmed by anyone else. So we offer this to others. And we offer it freely with a spirit of generosity. The second precept is to not take which is that which is not freely given. And so this really creates the sense of trust and reciprocity in our lives. It enables us to rest easily, to know that in taking care of each other's property by respecting that each other, 
we support the development of wholesome states of mind in ourselves. And as we start to align ourselves with this precept, it changes our view of the world and our sense of how safe we feel and how safe our property and possessions are. The third precept is concerned with refraining from sensual misconduct. So given that you're in your own homes, you might want to reflect on the different temptations that are available to you this week. Not because it's wrong to desire chocolate or greater comfort or to snuggle up with your partner or your pets, but just to be aware of how sensual desire can feed a sense of not having enough or wanting more. This path is a training in staying close to our own experience and noticing how the desire for sensual pleasure arises. And so by taking this on as a practice, we get to know our experience, we get to see it more clearly, rather than just following the impulses that come to us. The fourth precept is about refraining from false speech. Now in the context of the teachings and the retreat format we're offering, there aren't a huge amount of opportunities to speak apart from in the small groups or any periods where we ask for your interaction. But if you are sharing your living space with others or you come into contact with others outside your home, you may want to give some thought to this. It can be really supportive to check in with yourself, to see in your speech whether there is any tendency to subtly elaborate or exaggerate something, or even just to move into speculation rather than what we know in our immediate experience. This can be quite a skill actually to stay with what is actually true rather than having an agenda with what we say to each other without trying to enhance or polish our sense of self. And then the fifth precept is to refrain, refrain from the use of intoxicants that cloud the mind. And so for the time that we're on retreat, we ask that you don't drink alcohol and that you don't take any recreational drugs. But of course, if you are taking prescription medication of any kind, we would like you to continue with this. And this precept really exists to support our intention, to support our intention to cultivate clarity, rather than dullness. And while we're on retreat, we encourage you as far as it is possible to simplify your life. What we are offering on this retreat is the opportunity to meet to yourselves and your experience in a way that brings understanding, insight and freedom. When there were fewer tasks, when there are fewer choices, limited entertainment options and a regular schedule of sitting and walking, we get to see something that we might miss in the busyness of our everyday lives. It's very easy to turn away from unpleasant experiences, to distract ourselves. Or we can chase after pleasant experiences, hoping that they will somehow help us to escape the discomfort we might feel. Cultivating simplicity supports us in noticing our experience. 
and it supports us in working with any of the reactions that come up for us. And while this can be challenging at times, there can also be a real beauty in meeting ourselves and our experience in a space that is less busy, less cramped. So as a support to your own deepening, if you haven't done this already, please give some consideration to what will be supportive of you during the next few days of this retreat. And now we're going to move into a slightly different frame where we're going to ask you to come together in small groups and we will put you into these breakout rooms in Zoom. If you've been in Zoom meetings already, you may be familiar with this. And we want to give you some space and some time to reflect in small groups of maybe three, four or five people. on what your intention is for this retreat. So having heard what, having heard our reflection so far, what are your intentions? What are your aspirations for this retreat? So just for a moment, just seeing where that question lands for yourself. Get a sense of that. Yeah, what is your intention? What is your aspiration? What is it you want? Yeah, and I see that Chris has just posted it in the chat box, just in case you need reminding. And Jaya is going to transport you all to a, a breakout room and we'll give you some notice about when they're going to end and when you're going to be brought back to the main room but we're going to take about 15 to 20 minutes and we'll call you back. So thank you. Have a good retreat. So just to explain to you what this is, so those of you who haven't done it before, I'm automatically going to be um, dropping you into um, breakout rooms. Most of them will have uh, about four people, actually. I just, I'm just going to okay there may be two or three if you if you i would really encourage you to just go and meet each other in this way um if you really don't want to participate if it feels really uncomfortable for you and you want to just you can then just um leave the meeting room and you'll come back into the main space and you can just continue to practice in in silence but it, it's really nice um to just be able to uh, connect with a few other beings who are here. Actually, I'm just going to, uh, there's some people who've um, dropped off, so I'm just going to, uh, okay, very good. Um, and so you, if you, you'll have 15 minutes when you land together in your room to just uh, share your aspirations for the retreat. It would be nice if you can time yourself so everybody is in, who's in your room gets a chance to, to share something. And I'll broadcast a warning when you have five minutes left that you'll see on your screen. And then you'll also be given a one minute warning that the breakout rooms will close. And you don't need to leave the breakout room, you will automatically be 
drop back into the main meeting and then we'll continue to practice together until uh, until our lunch break. So um, enjoy meeting one another and I'm sending you now. So welcome back everybody. Uh, as, as you're rejoining us, I'm going to suggest that we might all like to stand up and stretch for a moment, or at least if you don't want to stand to just move away from your screen, just it's a long time to be in front of your computer. So. Just stand and have a stretch or move in any way that would help you just free up some energy just while we're reassembling ourselves. So also as you as you come back I'd like to uh, invite anyone who'd like to to uh, I've now enabled you to chat publicly in the chat box if you'd like to uh, type any a, a few words or a sentence or so about your aspirations for the retreat it would be lovely to hear from some of you and you can just uh, take some time to put that into the chat box and to read down. So don't make it, make it um, punchy so that uh, people have a chance to read one another's thoughts. So beautiful, compassion for self and others, be here now. Waking up and slowing down. We're just taking some time to, gee, it's, it's moving fast, but uh, really lovely to see that. So just also really acknowledging some of the difficulties and challenges that uh, many people are bringing, bringing with you into this retreat and also just really moved by your aspirations and your um, the generosity of heart that makes you want to contribute to the world through this practice and also to um, resource yourself and offer your offer your energy into community as well and to connect with what's most important and meaningful to you and companionship in capital letters I like that yeah the sense that uh, we can all help one another um, align more with our inner truth and and discover because this is really an endless process of discovery this waking up business so i did uh, as you were as you were coming back the people who got here first i was inviting you to move and stretch a bit if you if you feel that you need a little more to do a little more of that then please do that now and then I'm going to um, help us kind of transition into a more more of a practice mode. And uh, we may go a little past 12. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll see. It may, yeah, it may, it may go to about five past or 10 past 12. But if you have something that you need to slip away before the before the end of that, um, you know, um, that's fine too. And we'll reconvene at uh, 2.30 for some guided meditation instructions. So, and loving that the, that the aspirations are still coming. Very, very good. Okay, so um, trusting you to move if you need to uh, make yourself comfortable for the next um, 25 minutes or so. 
and I'm going to, uh, actually I won't bother uh, faffing with the controls, but I suggest that we just pause on, on chatting to one another now so that we can really just um, take some time to centre ourselves. So finding a position to sit or if, if you need to, to lie down or wherever you are, that you can really um, just really bring the attention as comfortably as possible into your body. And uh, I've got these, these three um, ideas that I find it quite helpful to use at the beginning of a retreat as a way of kind of um, beginning to orient myself and uh, have, have some pegs around which to um, to put my intention or my my intentions and my attention and I realized that they make an acronym which is PEP so this is my little beginning of the retreat pep talk for you and uh, so the first P stands for presence and to maybe just drop this question into your mind where am I And I'm going to give you the answer. The answer is, I am here. And just notice what in your experience tells you that you're here. So this might begin with your eyes open, taking in the environment that you're in. Or you may be already finding it helpful to settle with your eyes closed. As I said, you're here in a, an environment that's particular to you, a particular space, a particular room, on a particular spot of the earth on your own seats or cushions, mats, benches, whatever. In your particular soundscape. So this strange thing of hopefully you can hear my voice and possibly even the odd thing that happens in my soundscape, but there's also the sounds around you. So receiving the contact of the ground beneath you. Feeling the touch of the ground through your body. touch of clothing or air on your skin. Feeling the sounds around you. 
and also whatever silence or quietness is present behind or between the sounds. Sensing the space around you. Maybe the touch of the air on your skin where your skin is exposed to the air. the movements of your breathing. So all these different ways that we sense being present, all these different experiences that tell us we're here. Letting yourself be really welcome here. the life that's flowing through you, the sensations of the body, and also whatever feelings or emotions or thoughts are here right now, letting those also be welcome. As we just allow ourselves to be present, And then seeing if we can have a sense of resting back into that presence, resting a little bit more fully onto the ground, onto the earth. Might even have a little sense of sitting back into your sit bones, onto the ground, into your seat surrendering your weight to the earth. Just letting 
any tightness or tension in the body just begin to soften and melt. Allowing the waves of your breath to smooth out, to begin to smooth out any tight places or sense of tiredness, as if it could drain away with your breath back into the ground. And also if there are any worries or concerns or to-do lists, regrets, that it's possible also to put those down on the ground beside you. Can you let the ground carry them for you? in the way that it would be a nonsense to sit here with a heavy bag of shopping on your shoulder. You're, you're stopping and sitting down, you might as well put the bag down beside you. You can always pick it up again when you need to make use of it. So the P of my pep talk is for presence, the E is for ease. Letting yourself orient to a sense of ease and what can you do to find more ease, more softness, more relaxation, even enjoyment in the simplicity of being here. Maybe your breathing body can coach you in doing that. There's this natural releasing and letting go with the out breath. So in whatever way you can, inviting, encouraging a sense of ease and relaxation into your experience. 
into your meeting of the moment. Presence and ease. And then the third P is for possibility. Just encouraging a sense of opening to what might be possible. It could also stand for permission or playfulness. The inspiration that comes to me now. And so we're all here on this personal and collective journey of discovery. And naturally we come with our expectations and our assumptions based on past experience. Can you really step into the, the sense of curiosity and wonder and beginner's mind that doesn't know? We, none of us know what we're going to experience or discover over the next few days. So sometimes we, we have aspirations, but there's a corner of our mind that thinks well, we're not really going to realise those aspirations or those aren't really realistic for us. And I just want to encourage you to allow the possibility that your, all your aspirations may be fulfilled. I certainly wish that for you. And we've invoked the ancestors and the future generations who all wish that for you too. And then touching in again to the quality of presence. The ground underneath you, the breath breathing you. The body sensing and feeling.
we'll just sit together for a few more minutes and see that these suggestions percolate. Presence, ease and possibility or playfulness or permission. Being welcome just as you are.
So thank you for your attention and your practice this morning. It's really lovely to begin this process of landing together with all of you. We have um, two and a half hours, just will be just under by the time we go for uh, lunch break or whatever break it is for you where you are. And um, we'll generally, we'll, we'll close the, the whole meeting after this session and reopen it at about quarter past two for you to log in again. Normally what we'll do is to keep the, the meetings open all through the morning and all through the afternoon and then all through the evening, but we'll actually close the, the Zoom space over breakfast, lunch and supper time. Um, and to just really encourage you now to, to, we are in the retreat and if they're helpful to use any of these ideas of presence or ease, possibility, playfulness over lunchtime in a supportive way and uh, maybe that there, there are things that you can usefully do to uh, check out the um, the retreat guidelines or info or anything. So the password for your notice board is understanding, I think in italics and lowercase. I don't know if italics make a difference. Um, and maybe to, you know, you might be inspired to uh, give a little bit of attention to your shrine if you have one. Uh, you please give some attention to your body, see whether you need to have a rest or go and get some fresh air and some exercise. Um, enjoy a mindful uh, lunch. And yeah, let's just, we can all remember to pause from time to time and remember to be present. And uh, just notice if there's any way that we can have our being present be more easeful anything that we can do to relax and drop in a little bit more. And we'll really look forward to practicing with you this afternoon. And I don't know whether Chris or Matt, you want to add anything? Okay. Otherwise, uh, wish you all an excellent break and we'll see you in a couple of hours. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.